Welcome to Connect Church Podcast with Louise Cardozo. Also, it's great to have you all on our first Sunday of the year where we can celebrate together what God has for us. Today, I would like to preach and share with you something that is based on the Gospel of Luke on chapter 2 from verses 25 to 31. And you will discover one of my favorite people in the Bible. And I think I've never mentioned that I really, I'm a big fan of this guy. And I hope to give a hug in heaven and have some coke, cold coke with ice with him. You know, guys, in heaven, we will not be concerned with any of that. So you can have coke. There's no weight to put on there. So let us read. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 2 from verse 25 to 33, the Bible says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple court. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Amen. This is Simeon, a man of great, great impact in the history of mankind. And I'll explain all of why and why we should follow his example, guys. Why? Why, when we have something that we know God is doing, how we should behave? Look, and I, when we start to think about this man, Simeon, you know, for me, it sounds like a character from Kung Fu Panda. Because if you're going to the original to see his name, Simeon, that means obedient, listening, little hyena. Look that. It's like, like Kung Fu Panda when you call some little hyena comes here. That's what his name means. The person that was obedient, the listener, someone that was listening what the Lord was saying and being obedient. What that has to do with little hyena, I have no idea. But I, yeah, that's what the book says, so I'm bringing it to you. But the thing is, this guy, he lived in a moment of great expectation. Everybody thought, you know, on the time was just bubbling and coming around all that expectation that something had to happen. No one could live like they were living. They were under, you know, strictly rules from the Romans. They couldn't have any freedom. They didn't have any freedom. And they were praying for freedom and they were receiving promises that God, you know, they were reading promises on the Bible and people were reminding them of the promises constantly of freedom. They were all living on that expectation. So everyone had an expectation that something had to happen. 
kind of similar to us right now, when no one really can cope with restrictions, tier three, four, five, whatever, or self-isolation, mask, and all that. I know, keep doing, it's the best on a complicated world, but let's be honest, we are all tired of that. Everyone is full of expectation with vaccination or when the new normal will start and all that was the same on that time. But one man had a promise. One man. So in 400 years, everyone was quiet. The theologians, they really don't know when Simeon really received that promise because most of the theologians believe that for the 400 years, they had no word from the Lord. However, we don't know exactly how this man received a word from God. And the word was that he would not die until his eyes have seen the Messiah, the one, the anointed one. Messiah means the one anointed from God, that God would send himself to earth. So he not just had the expectation that everyone else had, he had his own expectation that God promised that he would not die until he had seen that revival. He had seen the anointed one from God coming to release Israel, come to release them, to give freedom from them. The great thing is that he didn't stand still and just rejoiced on that, on that promise. He went and prepared himself for that. He went and he knew that God would honor his promise. God would do his part. And that's it, guys. We don't, we don't make God's promise quicker. We prepare for when it comes. And he knew God is about to do something. God promised that, you know, the Messiah is coming and I will see it. So I'll do my part to get ready because I don't want to miss the different, the new of God because I'm too stuck in whatever else I think should happen. And that's us. We need to be more like Simeon. We need to get ready to the new of God, to the different of God, and not get stuck on our own ways, the ways we used to do things. And that is in every area of our lives. Get prepared. The new is coming. Get prepared. Revival is coming. Get prepared. The promise of God will happen. God doesn't lie. And all the promises that He said in our lives will happen. I'll say that again, then I can see some joy. Although we only have two cameras, uh, uh, that's, that's do, guys. It's so weird to preach to all the names, no cameras, but it's great to see you all. The two of you that I can see. Three now, four, hey, five, hallelujah, that's revival. So, guys, the promises of the Lord will happen. And will happen because the Lord is faithful. Our role is not to get rushed trying to, to see that happening at all costs and in my time. No, it's to get ready. To get ready to what the Lord is doing. The Bible says that he would go to the temple to wait for the promise. He prepared himself for the promise. Can you imagine him every day say, Lord, is it today? Is it today, Lord? I'm not... 
hush, rushing you to do it. I'm not doing it at any cost, but I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord, if you want to do today. And didn't happen. Next day, Lord, I'm ready if you want to do today. And didn't happen. Next day, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Until the day arrived. There are a few things on this text we need to pay attention. If we want to see the promises of God becoming reality and if we want to get used to different to the new of God and perceive when it's coming perceive when is the right time for his promise to happen and the first thing is like Simeon we need to be righteous that's one thing that the Bible says and I love it when it says look he had a promise he was prepared and he was in preparation for the promise and he was a righteous man you know the Bible doesn't say that about a lot of people Actually, it's very few people, the Bible says, they were righteous. But the Bible is very clear when it says that Simeon was a righteous person. And doesn't matter from which perspective you come from, you know, the word from the Old Testament, the Hebrew, Zedek, or the New Testament, the Greek word, Dikaios, both words means righteous and both words together were used more than 600 times on the bible and you know one of the fun facts that i love about this word william tyndale that translated the bible to english you know in, in 1526 he actually was the person in a world that proposed to make righteousness a little bit easier to understand what would be the equivalent today of right wise or right ways Someone on the right ways. And you know what? He even made a comment saying that these 600 times that the Bible used on the Old and New Testament, what we translate and understand as righteous, most of 90% or more of those times were always in relation to other people. Always. So righteousness on this context means that he was someone that had a godly conduct toward others. When we have a promise, and the promise reveals God Himself, we live in anticipation of what will happen, but we live as a mirror of who Jesus is to the world. This is righteousness. Righteousness is when I conduct myself The way I drive, the way I speak, the way I work, the way I have friendship, the way I go to church or not, the way I do whatever I do, showing Jesus to the world. Especially in regards to others, the Bible says. So what we need to understand today is that, guys, you cannot do that on your own. You cannot. None of us can. Righteousness is only obtained when we are with Jesus Christ. But Louis, you just said that he was righteous and that we should be righteous if we want to be preparing ourselves and get prepared to the promise of the Lord. Yes, but remember 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be seen for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What that means is that, guys, God wants you to be The mirror of Jesus on the planet earth on the 21st century. But that's not because you can do it. But because he in you can accomplish that. He knows that we 
really are not, we don't have what it takes. And you know what? You doesn't need to. You doesn't have to. God knows that. So try to, to stop today to carry the weight of the world on your back. Trying to every day just keep your head above the water. You know, and, and, and try not to be as miserable as, ah, oh, no. God is calling you to be the place where God's righteousness resides and lies on. On this way, our purpose or our role on this is to have expectation, passion, and surrenderness. I'll say that again. On this process of righteousness, we have to have expectation because we know God will do. But we need to have passion and the passion that moves us. Because it doesn't matter if we just expect, if we don't move towards it, if we don't do what we can do, that will never happen. But then we need to have surrender. We need to surrender because surrender is the path when I give to God the key for Him to do what only He can do. Otherwise, I'll keep with my key on the wrong lock trying to do something that will never work. Today, I would like to invite you to say, God, make me a righteous person. Because I really want to have the right expectation. I really want to wake up every day like Simeon, Lord, saying, Lord, is it today? I want to get ready for today. I want to be with my Bible for today. I want to pray for today. I want to get ready. That we may have this passion that moves us to God and say, God, I don't want to be conformed with the pattern. I don't want to be conformed, Lord, with my own ways, with my old ways. I want to be renewed. And Lord, I want to surrender. To surrender to you because you are the God that is always in control. You are the God that is always guiding, always bringing into existence what yet doesn't exist. Think about. I see this happening a few times on the Bible. That crippled man in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. The Bible says that he was there. And when the apostles were coming to the temple, he was looking to them, expecting to get something. Expecting. And I believe that that's one of the things that moved the Spirit of God, and, and move the disciples. You know, what are you expecting when you look to the service? Or don't look, in some cases. Or what are you expecting when you read your Bible? What are you expecting today? That sick woman in Luke 8, 40-47 as well, she was expecting something. She was moved by passion and surrenderness, knowing that Jesus can do one touch is enough. Jesus can do. Do you have the same surrender and passion? What about Bartimaeus? He, he was blind and he was crying and, and, and throwing his cloak around. While he was still blind. He wasn't waiting to see to then change. No, he changed it before that. What about us? Guys, the second thing that I see in Simeon's life in this preparation and that can help us is he was devout. So first thing, he was righteous and that's our call to be righteous. 
The second call is to be devout. But if righteous is to be showing Jesus is our primarily the way that we conduct ourselves in relations to others, devout or devotion is how we conduct ourselves in relation to God. That reveals your attitude towards God. Do you seek God? Do you seek Him? Do you think you need anything to change? Or that you need change in your life? Look, we know that God can do. We do that. You know, the Bible is very clear. Ephesians 3, one of the texts that I use most in my life, He's able to do immeasurable more than all we ask or imagine. He is able to. He wants to. Are you willing Him to? Are you ready to? That's the question. To try to live the super abundantly power of the Lord, we need to allow Him to work in us, to change us. Because He will do all that is in according with His power, all in according with Him. So the key power here is Him, not us. We can't continue to be the generation. And guys, now I'm crying for my generation here because we are becoming the generation that are merely listeners but never do what it says. Merely listeners. And James 1.22 says that we cannot be merely listeners. We need to do what it says. We need to do what it says, what the Bible says, what the Word of the Lord says. But how many times we approach people to talk and people, oh, I already know that. I say, yeah, but put in practice. Pursue God. The Bible is very clear that everyone that pursues will find, who seeks, find, who pursues, will get. Those who ask the Holy Spirit will get. The Bible is clear about it. So if we are not having it, if we are not growing in our devotion, if we are not devout enough, the problem lies on us. On us, not on God. Sometimes people are missing more of God, are missing incredible adventures with the Lord, incredible miracles with the Lord, because they are doing what they want instead of what God wants. They are not pursuing to listen. They are pursuing their own bellies. And that's why we at Connect this year, we are encouraging two main things in the life of the church, at least on this beginning of the year, but we hope everyone that starts will do to the end of the year, that we may develop a prayer life, and that's why we are encouraging prayer lists, that people will have their prayer list and praying for that every day. You can do as many topics as you want, but keep praying that. Put on your mobile and allow, set an alarm to remind you to pray for it. You know, and the second thing is to read the Bible. And we, we are doing as a community, we are doing a Bible reading plan. And it's been good. Louis, but I like to read more. Great. Read this and then read whatever else you want. Louis, that's too much for me. You can even listen. You know, Amanda put a link on our, on our WhatsApp. And, and I'm doing that with Danny. And it's fantastic. You, you just click and you listen. And it's, wow, it's amazing. But the thing is, the only way to grow in devotion is if we do what it says. If we 
spend time enough with God and pursuing what God has and what God is. Otherwise, our vision will be corrupted. It will. Think about some people that had amazing calls and amazing expectations, but they ruin everything. The king Saul, the first king of Israel. Actually, if we're going to study, he was more a general. The word in Hebrew is gibbon, so it's not even king, but that's another matter. But he was the first one, and he... He started well to be, he was chosen by God to start a process of monarchy and the whole that, but he ended up really, really bad. Why? Because he stopped listening and he started to listen to other stuff and he stopped his devotion in the middle. What about the 10 spies? They went to see firsthand what God would do. The 12 spies went to see first step what God would do and 10 of them just couldn't see it. Because things were different and they were not getting used to different. They wanted to see God doing as long as it was in the way that they want to see it. Samson, a great man. The Bible says that he is in, in, in the place of the righteous. And who am I to disagree? But he, he didn't have a very nice end. But he could have done so much more if only they perceive it. And they continue pursuing what God had. It's time to be devout to the Lord. And the last thing, guys. And I know this will not be very hard for some people like me. He was weird. Yes, Simeon was weird. And praise the Lord, there is place for us weird ones to be on the Bible as well and doing what God wants. But that's the thing. He was weird. That's what the Bible says. Imagine yourself. You were doing the baptism or presentation, whatever you want to call or your tradition says, but Methodists, we, we do baptism. So imagine you are doing a baptism of your child and then in the middle of that just comes this weird man, comes, don't talk to you, take your child, put on the air and start to speak to God in behalf of your child. How would you feel? I would call child line straight away. <laughs> I would say, where is the stewards of this church? What on earth is happening? But that's what happened. Look how weird that man was. They were just doing the presentation of Jesus. And all of a sudden, this man just show up. Take Jesus. Put on it. And Lord, thank you for your promise to me. I would say, huh? to you? Who do you think you are? It's my son. It's to me. You know, it's like, huh? But let me tell you something. This man, he had a promise. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was about to see. And he wasn't afraid to leave for it. He knew where he was going. Let me tell you something, guys. If you want to leave 2021, the most amazing and powerful year in God's presence that you ever did, don't be afraid to look weird. That's it. For some, that's easier than to others. But don't. Be afraid to look weird. You will be. The problem today is that we, are, we have a fascination to look like everybody else. We have a fascination to be accepted, to be oh, nice and everything is so great culturally. We don't disagree. We don't make anyone unhappy. But man, if you want to do what God asks you to do, 
you will look weird. And, and that's a promise. You will look weird because the world will never get used to God. Not on this planet, not on this earth. And, and we will be weird. People will not understand why we don't do certain things, why we don't do what other people do. But Louis, just don't pay this tax, you know, it's just, it's just fine. Everybody does this way. Yeah, but not, not us. But why don't you do this and you do that instead? Because there, I know someone that makes a difference. I know someone that makes a difference. And I know someone that when he does, you all will see how amazing it is to be weird sometimes let me tell you something he took the son of god and to lift up god the god of the promise on his life he had to be weird if you want to see god being lifted up in your life if you want to see the god of promise going up and being lifted up and receiving the glory on your life you cannot be so focused and not be weird because you will be for people that that's a yes you will be imagine some friends of ours noah for example building an ark on the desert how weird was that that was weird yes i prefer to be a weird with an ark when the flood came comes than uh weird without an ark when the flood comes so just choose whatever you will be john the baptist that was the weirdest one he deserved uh, yeah, trophy. He was, even for God's standards, he, he was weird, man. Serious. But yes, he was. But he was preparing the way for Jesus. How cool is that? Wow. Man, the thing is, with people that walked with Jesus, do you know when they stop to be weird? When they die. That's the truth. Every single one. Look all the apostles. When they were alive, they were weird. When they died, people start to see. Do you know why God doesn't share His glory with anyone? God doesn't want anyone tapping on our back saying how good we are. He doesn't want that. You don't need to go too far back to the apostles. Billy Graham, in his book, he wrote that he felt lonely and that people really didn't understand him. It was just on a late few years of his life that people start to say Billy Graham, you know, since September 11, actually, uh, uh, that changed. But until then, even in a Baptist church, he wasn't that unanimous. Guys, you know why? Because to, be, to follow God, it is to be weird. Because you will call him and, and, and you will say what is wrong and you will say what is right. And that is love. Love is not to agree, love is not to please, love is to say what gives life. What are the promises of the Lord in your life? What are the promises that God is asking you to look weird to see it happening? What is weird in your life that will help you to glorify God and to lift Him up in your life. Guys, it's time for the impossible. In 2021 will be a time of impossible, of different, of weird, and we need to get used to it. Otherwise, we will not be able to have a very good 2021. He wants to do. But imagine if the apostles on Pentecost, they weren't used or they were not willing to join the different. 
or Naaman. He, he, he almost, you know, read 2 Kings 5. He almost lost his healing because he didn't want to do what God asked. Go and jump on that river seven times. Why? I have better rivers. Why seven? Why not nine? Why not six? I don't like it. Yeah, sometimes I don't as well. But if God says, do it. Moses, the apostles, Elijah, Elisha, all of them. Guys, my prayer is that we may be righteous, devout, and weird. And on this way, that we may see Jesus being lifted up in our lives. And the whole world seeing that the God of the promises, the God that it is who He says He is, that the whole Bible prophesies about in the Old and New Testament, this God is the Savior of the world. And He is the difference. And when that happens, then things are not so weird anymore. Things make sense. But we need to pass to live by only pretending to a really practical, engaging life with God. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. Oh, Lord, Simeon was a man that had a promise, that had expectation, and that he did the right thing. He didn't, he didn't try to make the promise happen. He didn't try to force anything. He just got ready. I pray today that we may get ready ourselves and, and be on a preparation time. And to get on a preparation time, Lord, we need to get righteous. And to be righteous is to show Jesus to the world, is to live a life that reveal that we are friends of Jesus, is to be with Him, is to love our brothers and sisters and to care for the world. Lord, is to have devotion, to be the uh, people that are devout to God. And that is bigger than any saying. That is passion. That is intimacy. That's friendship. That is pursuing and seeking God and His will and His kingdom. And that is not to be worried, to be weird. Lord, help us not to be so focused on our own image. Because that will fade away in a few years. Help us to pursue you. I don't want to be a, a Christian from Instagram. I want to be a friend of Jesus and have my name on the on the book of life. Not on thousand Instagram followers, Father. So I bless everyone here. And I pray that we may have a life that is righteous, devout, and weird to the glory of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining the Connect Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to ask us a question, please go to www.cntchurch.co.uk.